Welcome to Resilience Unraveled. Hi everybody and welcome to Resilience Unraveled, a podcast that examines all aspects of personal and organisational resilience. A huge all-encompassing subject that covers the ability to thrive in life by harnessing your cognitive, emotional, physiological and contextual abilities. I share stories from people who have thrived despite remarkable obstacles, as well as highly successful practitioners and experts across a range of topics. And this podcast introduces their amazing stories and expertise, as well as my own reflections, perspectives, strategies and tips, which come from my own synthesis of themes and trends from wider learning. You can go to qedod.com forward slash extras to access offers, tools and resources, including free articles and eBooks. For those of you that would be interested in supporting our work and contributing more proactively, you can find our new Patreon page at patreon.com. Then search for Resilience Unraveled. So, let's get started. Enjoy the show. Hi, and welcome back to Resilience Unraveled. And today, um, sitting in front of me um, with gloriously dry hair is Jacqueline Perez. Is that the right name? Is that the right way to say Jacqueline or what what would you prefer? I may as well call you your proper name. Jacqueline works, although most people call me Jack. So So I see. And is that okay? We can do the Jack thing today? We can do the Jack thing, Russell. I'm good with that. Wasn't that an episode of um, Will and Grace that they had someone called Jack? It was just, just like Jack or something. Yes, one of the characters' name is Jack in Will and Grace. And so I'm sure they had plenty of episodes where uh somehow that name was used <laughs> great it was a joy to meet you and uh i can tell by the accent the twang that you're across the the wet stuff so where in the world are you today i am currently residing in the state of north carolina in the town of chapel hill so that's that's where you're finding me today where's where, now where's that close to the state or the city which the one city. are you the city, the city is Part of what is called the Triangle, Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill, or Research Triangle Park. It's kind of the Silicon Valley uh, of the South, I guess, if you, some people claim. It's just, I'm out there, I'm out there in March, so um, so I'm a bit more familiar with the area and all the sort of, I'd heard heard the name, I couldn't place it. So that's great. Well, tell us all about what it is that you do and what it is that you're about. Well, currently, Russell, because I do lots of things, but if we're talking about professionally, currently I run a digital platform that is dedicated to normalizing aging for women. And how I do it is through highly curated content and women-driven brands. And that's basically what I do day in and day out. It's a it's a big task. Yeah. But I think that ageism is the last ism kind of left. And it's the ism that we do mostly to ourselves, Russell. I, and I'm i curious, since you're a man and I mostly deal with women, I'd be curious if you went through this or know men who have felt this way. But it happens to a lot of women when we start to look in the mirror after a certain age and we don't particularly like what is reflected back to us, a line, a wrinkle, a sag, an age spot. And we start to feel less than, and we start to internalize these this bad self-talk that we're not as valuable. Add to that that, I don't know how they do it over in the UK, but in 
North America, at least, you know, I can't speak to Canada, but at least over here in, in these states, we are a very youth centric culture. And so it feels that we get devalued over yeah. time. Yeah. I think I think it's 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 fascinating. And I think you're you're in the zeitgeist in terms of the subject because two or three things, aren't there? The first is that there's a big push towards this idea that we're going to live longer. And not Peter Atier and people like that, they, they're really into the science, science of longevity and living and such like. So I think that's a challenge, isn't it? Because I don't think we're very good at knowing how to live as we get older, often because we're very family-centric. And you often find that thing, don't you? And we find this in the psychological world that kids grow up and leave home and you're left with a relationship that's sort of slightly festered over the years or that you're on your own and, you know, what do you do next? And there are a lot of women and men, I think, in their 50s who are sitting thinking, no, I could have 30, 40 years of this. And, and, and 30, 40 years of what is interesting. So I think we've seen the rise of what's called over here, the sort of third age phenomenon, which is, you know, rethinking that. And I, and I was on a course last week, which was uh, 12 women and myself, all dealing with things like menopause and, um, you know, various sort of both psychological and physiological differences with people in certain ages. And I think, I think there's a big zeitgeist of people who are really quite excited about this phase of our lives. We've been liberated, haven't we, from, from everything else. And we're old enough and lined enough, not A, not to care sometimes, but also to, to actually have that wherewithal to think, okay, um, what could be next? And I think what they're looking for is that source of information, that friendly face, that, that place that relates to them where they go and say, well, hey, this is stuff I could do or who I could be. So I love your idea. So to unpack the unpack the platform a bit more for us, if you would. I, I'm, I'm happy to, but I, I also just want to speak to what you just said a little bit, because we are in a unique position for the first time as humanity. Hmm. Because if you think about it, and I don't know the stats for men, but the average lifespan of a white woman in the early 1900s was 51. Yeah. So what what lifespan for lifespan after menopause was there? I mean, yes, people lived through their 80s and 90s, but not as a cohort, not as a big sector of the population. This is the first time in the history of mankind or womankind, however you want to say it where there is a very large number, a high concentration of people in this space. So mm -hmm. the boomers, the Gen Xers, and, and now the, the uh, elder millennials who are entering their 40s and, and entering this space. The exciting thing, Russell, is that we get to define what that sea change looks like. We get to define that new paradigm. And you're right, people are hungry I know women are, I, I'm assuming men are as well, to look for modeling out there of what can my life look like in the 60s and 70s and 80s. And, and so to that, to that end leads me to why I built the platform and I can unpack the platform a little bit for you, but really it's, it's just, it's, it's a website. It boils down to a website where I have brought together thought leaders, global thought leaders, Russell. I mean, I've got women writing from New Zealand, Australia, uh, Spain, the UK, you're, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're patriots right there. 
Canada, from all over the world on the topics that are important to us in this second act, third act, however you want it, whatever, whatever label you want to put on it. But yeah, that extra 30, 40, 50 years that we get now that we didn't get just a hundred years ago. It's it's true, and I think um, and I think we face particular physiological challenges. And I think what's interesting now is that uh, certainly we're we're seeing this a lot over here in the corporate world. We've got uh, female menopause training for managers and leaders, for example, not just for females but for males as well. Um, but I also think we've got the rise of a gen- a gen- an interesting gender spectrum as well. So you've got people tra- you know transferring backwards and forwards gender wise, and I think the 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 idea of having a liberated community of free thinkers or spirited thinkers is probably a better expression. Seems to be quite exciting, really. So, if I was to hit, I mean, I've looked at the site, but for people that haven't looked at the site, what would they expect to find specifically? Well, every day a new article gets pushed out about a topic that's relevant. I'm trying to think what pushed out today. I can't even remember. Um, but, you know, just and even and we sometimes we deal with topics that are unpleasant as well, meaning like we don't shy away from the tough sub- subjects, but we deal with them in a very empowering and kind and productive manner, meaning we don't want to shame anyone. We don't want to scare anyone. What we're what we're working on is providing valuable information that's actionable mm. in in the different area so you if you know if you're looking in your closet because women care about fashion and i don't care how old you are women even at this age care about fashion we we care about how we look we do and so if you're looking at your closet right now as a 55 year old or 58 year old and going can i wear any of the stuff that i used to wear when i was 30 or 40 what do i do with this um we write articles about that, about fashion in, in midlife and beyond. We write articles about skincare. And, you know, you can just go to the platform and peruse. And honestly, the best place to start, I think, is our about page. Because if you go to our about page and you just scroll down, you can see all the women from all over the world and what they write about. So you can find the topic that's relevant to you if, if it's adult, if it's parenting adult children. You can go directly to our parenting adult children contributors and and read their advice, read their tips. If it's menopause, we have a menopause expert. You have access. Anyone has access to this information that I believe is invaluable. And the reason I built it, Russell, is because when I went through menopause four or five years ago, Mm -hmm. I couldn't find any positive, relevant information to help me. And I didn't want other women to feel alone or scared because I don't know if you know this, but loneliness, isolation is a leading indicator of longevity, meaning you will live longer if you have connection with humans. And like smoking a pack of cigarettes is not nearly as dangerous as being isolated and lonely. Yeah. That That's what the science proves. Being overweight, being obese is not as dangerous to your health as being alone and isolated. That's true. Major cause of depression as well. And uh, early onset dementias. I mean, it's really, it's really, it's one of the, un- it's one of the unknown facts of the, our age, isn't it? That we've got more and more contacts, but we're more increasingly isolated. 
Um, so, so yes, I can see why the, the website does that. So, what's your own background, Jack? How did you how did you decide to? Uh, you say you went through the menopause, and couldn't find anything, but what's your own <laughs> story? Well, very quickly, I did the the very sort of traditional uh, academic: go to school, you know, get a job, go to graduate school, get an MBA you know, get hired by corporate America. I was hired by Hewlett Packard in the Bay area. So the San Francisco, California area. And I worked for them for several years. The entire time though, Russell, I was just like, Oh, I don't want my boss's job. I don't want my boss's boss's job. I, I just, I was probably one of the most disappointing hires that Hewlett Packard ever made out of the University of Chicago MBA program <laughs> because nice. I just wasn't, I wasn't cut of corporate material. I just really wasn't. And so in 1999, I left the corporate world and started a PR and marketing boutique firm in San Francisco with my then husband. And we did tons of startups. We launched, we helped launch so many businesses. It was so much fun. So I don't know if you remember um, the heyday of the late 90s with oh, yeah. the dot com and, just. you know, venture capital money was everywhere. It was just, yeah, it was, uh, it was a, those were fat, glorious days. <laughs> yeah. Remember them well. <laughs> Not sustainable, though, clearly, which right. is, you know, what happened? We, you know, everything gets course corrected for sure. So, so yeah, I basically that, that's my, that's my background. And I did a lot of consulting and fractional executive work because I had a child kind of late in life and then became a single mom. I really wanted to be there for my kids. I, I really wanted to be the kind of mom who could read at his school, who could walk him home, who could, you know, all of those things. And the only way I could see doing that was to take fractional executive roles in companies that were smaller, that didn't need a full-time chief of market, you know, chief marketing officer, or they didn't need a, a, a full chief executive officer. And I did that for several years. And then I got hit with menopause. And that's when all of a sudden I realized I needed to do something not for me, but for everyone else. And that's, it was really weird because until then, I don't think I was passionate or particularly in love with any one thing I ever did yeah. until until this happened. Yeah. And and it's funny because you could say, wow, you know, I gained 30 pounds. I had anxiety. A lot of bad things happened to me through menopause. But the greatest gift that came from all of those bad things was that I decided to do something about it yeah. and, cre- and create value, not just for me, but for for all the other women out there yeah fascinating and and there seems to be something particularly cathartic about the menopause i mean obviously physiologically but there there does seem to be a um a reappraisal of one's life um and it makes sense that there would it would be the case wasn't it when you when you've gone through all that um there's actually there's actually yeah because there's actually some science behind what you just said uh, I'm, I, I write a, um, a weekly essay called Jack Mac, and I'm currently writing one about confessions of a postmenopausal mother. We lose a lot of our, the, the hormones that make us maternal, that yeah. give us that need to have a baby, the need to take care of people. That 
dissipates postmenopause. And you just don't feel, or maybe I should just speak about myself. I don't feel mothering or maternal the way that I used to. That, that, I didn't realize just how tied I was to that feeling or tied to that need or drive or biological imperative. I had no idea how critical or crucial or all-encompassing that was until it dissipated. Yeah. And the the good thing, of course, is that you get lots more hair around your body as well. So it's the full joy of getting older is that our hair begins to grow an older placet. We've all got it. Yeah. I got a a beard going on. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it's the, it's the full horror of losing oxytocin out of your system, isn't it? Is that uh, you get left with more testosterone. So you get all this vibrancy and lots more hair. <laughs> Except for men, which have, has the opposite effect for us. So, we, we, so there's, there's often the case that you see that women become much more vibrant in that time of life. And men seem to almost um, put their, their slippers on and sort of, you know, retire to the armchair. And you can see this disparity or mismatch between relationships. And I think there's a big, there's a big, I, can't, I remember seeing some data recently on one of the big dating sites about the, the amount of relationships that break down in their 50s and 60s. Because uh, as is the case that often happens in relationships, people grow at different rates. And uh, and, I, and I find that quite fascinating. I don't know if it's something you've turned your attention to. Oh, absolutely. Um, the largest number of divorces are issued by women over 50 50 and above and so that is one of the things that we talk about a lot on the platform navigating a divorce navigating starting dating again after a divorce dating with a dry vagina i i I mean there's a lot of things that we need to take care of and deal with at this time of life but yes there there seems to be a lot of women that at 50 just say, I don't want to be married to you anymore. Yeah. Well, the, the dream has changed, isn't it? The dream has been fulfilled in a way. The, the you know, the traditional dream of the 2.4 children and the house with the wicker friends and all that sort of stuff. It's gone. It's finished. And it's the thing is, it's not about midlife um, re-engineering. It's something I've felt dealt with a lot. It's this idea that we should be empowered to go out and start a new life, a new portfolio life at that age. Because actually the problem with um, people in the, or the problem with or the opportunity as well with a youth culture is that people with who are seen as older are often seen as wiser. So they become much more useful as mentors. Um, and often the youth are scrabbling around because they often want a um, an edge, don't they? And the edge comes from those people like us who've been there before, who've done it, have achieved it as you have done. And, um, you know, that's how you get ahead, isn't it? Is to, is to learn from the savvy people around you. And I'm guessing that, you know, your contents is, is as interesting to youngsters as it is to your actual target market. Well, it's funny that you just said that because you are 100% correct. Half of my audience is below 45. When I, when I first noticed that statistic, I, pon- I, I pondered it. I really questioned it. I was like, whoa, what am I not doing right? Why am I, why am I attracting the demographic I wasn't going after? Mm. But, then I, but then I paused and I'm like, oh, because they're curious about what's coming. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, then, and, they're, and, they're, and they're empowering themselves by learning, which is yeah. perfect. I think it's perfect. 
I think it's one of the things that we least remember is that actually we're more, we're more curious about the future than anything else. I mean, because actually, if we knew the future, wouldn't life be different? If we knew, just imagine you knew the day you died, that you were going to die, how your life would be different. People say to me, oh, I transform things. I do this, I do that, I do this and do that. So well, why don't you just do that anyway? And, and people don't get that because it's such a paradigm shift, isn't it, to think differently. And I think what well, physiological, physiologically, chemically, hormonally, as we change going through this time, and there is a male menopause that people forget, which does work differently, of course, but there is one as well. It is the time to come together with your partner or a different partner and really re-engineer where you want to go. Um, of all the people you've had on your site, who's 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 given you the most pause for thought? Who's really made you think the most? I just think I've just been reading the article about shoes, which is my own area of interest. So I better stop that now and ask you a sensible question. So um, who who who's really made you think recently on your own site? Oh wow, that is a tough question. I like the well, tough ones. yeah. Well, just I'm just going to talk about the most immediate article that I read, which. I, one could question why did I put it on Cool Life and that, you know, is it appropriate for Cool Life? But I chose to include it in Cool Life because it really did touch me and it really affected me. And that was um, Maria Olson is one of our thought leaders and she is an attorney. She's an author, a public speaker. She's been on, she's a TEDx speaker. Maria Olson experienced childhood sexual abuse, mm -hmm. childhood sexual trauma. And even though she's in her late 50s, she is still dealing with the aftermath of, of that childhood trauma. And she wrote a piece about what she did, a particular retreat that she went on that was significant in her healing process. I wanted to share that with the community because I want other women to know it's never too late to take care of childhood trauma or PTSD, that we still have a lot of runway ahead of us. Why wouldn't we want to do that? Why wouldn't we want to mend ourselves so that we can have the best and coolest life moving forward? That piece really touched me because, you know, I'm very lucky. I mean, sure. Have I been um, sexually harassed? Oh my gosh. Let's not even, I could tell you, we could, your podcast, isn't long enough to talk about the sexual harassment that I've experienced in my lifetime. However, no one ever crossed that line at that level where they mm. did that kind of damage. And so I wanted, I wanted women to know that it's not too late and that there is help out there and that there are other people who are surviving and thriving, even, even though they experienced those moments. So that's just something that recently I read and edited it and posted and it was it was it really impacted me. But yeah, I love the shoe. Listen, Lisa Schmitz and her shoe articles are awesome. I read those as well and I love her shoe company. So <laughs> cuz that's Yeah, it's got to be fun, isn't it? It's 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 interesting site. It's a cross between a magazine and a an information resource. So you better tell us the the um the website address so people can go and have a look. Oh, great. Yeah, I'd love to do that. It it is called Cool Life because I truly believe that there is a large chasm between mini skirts and depends adult diapers and that's where i see us living our cool life however cool isn't spelled your traditional way russell of course it is spelled with a k and it's k-u-e-l life l-i-f-e so it's k-u-e-l 
life. And cool is a synonym in the Urban Dictionary for the more traditional way of spelling that word. Oh, I didn't know that. You've got, you've got me you've got me looking that up. That's my fact of the day. I'm loving that. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, so so coollife.com and with it and it's got a double L in the middle, so the two words are thing. And um, brilliant. And when's the next Jack Smack dropping? Every Sunday, a Jack Smack drops. So there's brilliant. one, yeah, either every Sunday I push them out. And if you are looking to get the information delivered to your inbox, you can sign up for the newsletter. I push out a newsletter every Sunday that basically just highlights the articles of that week. So you could do a quick perusal, say, oh, I'm interested in the shoe article, or I'm interested in, you know, can I wear, you know, can I wear the, these clothes even after 50 or whatever it is that, that, that's been pushed out that week. It gives you a, a highlight of them every Sunday morning. And you can become a member, I believe as well. Is that true? Yes. If you want to support the cause, there are perks. There are, there are perks and you can read about the perks on the site or reach out to me. And I'm happy to tell you what the perks are. But more importantly, you would be supporting the mission of normalizing aging. And that's pretty critical, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I think we've all got a vested interest. I would think so, right? I mean, yeah. we One all want to age. Us all together, yeah. <laughs> nobody, nobody wants to not age because the only way to do that is to die young. And who wants that? So, yeah. yeah. It's, it's so last century. It's been a joy. Thank you so much for spending time with us today, Jack. And uh, just for people that might not have had time to write it down, just one last time, your website address. Oh, Cool Life. And that is K-U-E-L Life, L-I-F-E, K-U-E-L Life. Brilliant. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Thank you, Russell. It was so much fun. Take care. Hi, everybody. I hope you found that episode useful and interesting. Feedback is always welcomed, and if you are in the mood to subscribe to us or even leave a comment on iTunes or Stitcher, that would be amazing. If you want to suggest ideas or even people you would like me to interview, then reach out to us at qedod.com forward slash contact. As I said earlier, you can go to qedod.com forward slash podcast for show notes or follow the links. And you can go to qedod.com forward slash extras to access offers, tools and resources, including free articles and ebooks. For those of you that would be interested in supporting our work and contributing more proactively, you can find our new Patreon page at patreon.com, then search for Resilience Unraveled. I look forward to being in your ear next time around. Take care.